listening to the AmpMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. I'm Matt. With me is Jake. Um, we're going to do a Friday night podcast here because we've been dying to do this for a little while, but Jake was having a little computer trouble. Uh, Jake, why don't you tell him the operating system you run? Uh, I am uh, I am on the operating system that uh, Jerry Seinfeld formerly endorsed. <laughs> oh, the, is, would that happen to be Windows? I, I'll give you. I'll give you. It, the initials are XP. Uh, tough one, but uh, that you always sneak in those subtle hints. Um, anyway, we finally got Jake school away. Um, Jake, how are things going with you, man? Uh, things are well. Things are well. The, the the weather is turning here in sunny Florida, so it's it's a balmy eighty four degrees right. Very nice, very nice. We're just about turning the corner. To fall weather is not bad. Football's started. Um, the Jets still have yet to prove that they don't suck. Um, and I, you know, we'll be long gone before I can finally turn that to the other side. I think it's safe to say that we won't do a Sun podcast until the Jets win a game, and then you'll be motivated to do one. <laughs> that's pretty much what it comes down to. That's a, oh, we're planning the podcast Monday night. Hey, Matt, you around? Crickets chirping. <laughs> oh, the Jets <laughs> must have lost. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much. So, um, well, the tour is over, obviously. It's been uh, knocked down now for a couple of uh, couple of weeks. It's been done. Um, but it was, I mean, for all the right reasons and all the wrong reasons, one of the most memorable tours of all time, I would say. Um, extremely wide range of songs we played. Uh, Jake, why don't you sum it up for us? Well, this is something I went into in, in the column I wrote last time. It's just, you know, from the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, it's just incredible what happened. I mean, I know arguably you can say what tour was better than what tour, and everything's kind of held up to the year 2000. Personally, I think for everything that happened to the band, I mean, you know, from the greatest, greatest of tragedies to, you know, the highest points of having Tim Reynolds join the band and and the fantastic job that Rashawn Ross did this year and and the ability of Jeff Coffin just to step in at the last second and them just to not to beat. I think personally, this was the best tour they've had since 2000 and better than 2000, probably all the way back to 1998 when they were doing stadium tours and promoting uh, before these crowded streets, just everything they went to, all the songs they brought into, I thought the set list mixing old and new were fantastic. There were songs specifically that Dave wanted to play, quite obviously, um, that went well. They brought in the Dave solo stuff from Some Devil, that I think that if you just told the community, you would get a majority of people voting. Yes, they were better as DMB songs than they were as Dave and Friends songs. And I think that's really the thing that takes this tour, 2008, and propels it above 2000, my personal beloved tour, as the greatest tour since 1998. I feel bad. Um, it's, it's kind of mixed emotions here. I want to heap all praise possible on Jeff Coffin. Um, I've seen Jeff before with the Flectones, and he was incredible there. Um, when Roy initially uh, got injured and they announced that Jeff would be his replacement, I was excited for Jeff. Not excited that Roy was hurt, of course, but excited that, that Jeff would be the one to step in. Um, I had high hopes for him, and you know he surpassed. I mean, for somebody to step in, not know the material at all, really, and not only you know hold on the fort on that side of the stage, but 
to improvise on top of that and stay with the jams on pretty much every song he he, he guessed it on. He's a he's a consummate professional, and I, you know, it's like I say, it's it's hard to heap a lot of praise on him because you don't want to seem like you're disrespecting Roy. It, this has nothing to do with that, but Jeff has been amazing, and you know, a lot of people are. Yeah, there was a rumor right after the tour is Jeff Coffin going to stay. I, I can see it in any way, shape, or form. The band is friends with the Flectones. Uh, that would be a real difficult to do. Jeff's been touring with the Flectones for the better part of, well, I think, 10 years now. Um, and, you know, that's his style of music also. Although he's, he's proven that he can step in to the, the DMB as well. But, uh, you know, I, I can't say anything stronger in support of Jeff for this tour. And I, I want to thank a member of everybody that I've talked to. He's done a fantastic job. And uh, even if he never plays another show again with the band, you know, he's he's done a great favor by stepping in and strong as he has. Absolutely. One of the one of the thousand emails I got from people was, why did you not leave? Why did you Jeff Coffin out of your little tour review? Well, I actually had him in there and the section got larger and larger and larger. And finally, I just said, you know what? He deserves his own column for the tremendous job that he did this year. So I pulled him out. And then, of course, I forgot to actually mention that that's beside the point. So, you know, look for that in the next couple of weeks or so. The job that Coffin did, the thing that amazes me is, you know, he's reading basically sheet music and he's reading the album versions, but he has the ability to ad lib because really, you know, the live DM music is completely different from the album stuff. So, you know, each show you can hear him adding more and more. And, you know, last five, six shows of the year. I mean, this is, you know, absolutely nothing to take away from Roy, but I mean, you really couldn't tell that much of a difference. And I'll go from there. Okay, well, I definitely think you're going to catch a bag for saying that, Jake. That's just my opinion. Well, you know what? It's fine, and that's nothing against Roy. It's not a slight against him. The, what he did was phenomenal. I'm, I'm thinking back to the West Palm Beach night one show. Matt, as you were there, Joe was there at the award-winning after party hosted by Ants Marching <laughs> Downward at the PGA National, which I expect everyone to be there next year. At any rate, he's up on stage during Drive and Drive, and he, he hit a bad note something wasn't right on the song. Something was written down off the sheet he was reading. You know, he didn't just say, oh, you know, well, forget it. It's no big deal. We'll just play the next song. He picked up his pencil off his little music stand and changed the note. And the next time it came up in the song, he didn't miss the note. I mean, this isn't this isn't somebody just filling in, just saying, hey, well, you know, I'm going to get my 1099 at the end of the day and be happy for it. He's committed to putting out a live show. And that's the thing to me the most. I saw the guy. I said, this guy's phenomenal. And I'd seen him before. I'd seen him besting with DM before. But I'm telling you, the guy impressed me beyond belief. I, I think he's phenomenal, and I know I'm going to catch up for it. But I'm sorry. The guy's great. And what they did at the end of the tour, the way that they were able to adjust and get back to that original DMB sound, it, to me, is amazing. I mean, that's the one concern everybody had when Roy went down. Everybody said, well, you know, that's, you know we're going to hear 41 three times in the show. That's the song he knows how to play. No, DMB didn't drop the beat. They picked up more songs. They played Help Myself. They, they played Burning Down the House. You know, songs hadn't played before in, earlier in the tour. Nothing missed a beat. That's, that speaks a lot to Jeff Coffin. That speaks a lot to the music abilities of DMB. That, that was a real key thing. You touched on it a little bit, Jake. Is that when, when Roy got hurt... Um, I think one of the worries out there was, boy, are they going to, you know, uh, pick it in and just play defense kind of thing, get conservative at the shows, and because uh, they had started out on a great pace. I mean, they were playing a new song every night. They hadn't played yet on that tour. Um, 
they had some kind of wild streak going with that where they just break out a new a, a debut every night. But uh, they kept going, and they didn't skip a beat. I mean, they kept going with the – they took chances, basically, and that is one of my main complaints if I have to have any on recent tours. That, you know, they get into a rhythm, and with a band with that much that much chemistry, I felt like they just stayed on the beaten path a little too often. This year was a completely different story. With all the issues they had to face, they had every reason in the book to pack it in and play defense. Just have a conservative show, no chances, no chances for mistakes. And they didn't do it. They pushed the envelope every night. They had incredible energy, and they stuck it out and gave us one of the best tours in years. Exactly. I, that's a complete point to this whole Jeff Coffin situation. If anybody said, oh, yeah, they're still going to add in a cover song, no, and, and as far as I know, from what I've heard, they've got cover songs they didn't even play. So, you know, I don't think that has to do with Jeff coming in. But, you know, there's still stuff they left in the bag. But, you know, they still brought in songs. They brought back Help Myself, brought back Drive In. They brought in Stay. You know, they didn't care that, that he was there. They knew that musically he could do it. And that's the thing leave. that gets me. I mean, they, they had worked yeah. out, you know, Gravedigger and So Damn Lucky, and they were pounding on this thing out of nowhere. They play a full band, Stay or Leave. Yeah, where where that come from? Who saw that coming? Exactly, I didn't. I sure didn't. I was hoping for save me, but that's another podcast. Of course. <laughs> well, okay. So with the tour, you know, wrapping up, um, basically attention turns to you know two or three things. Um, most importantly, first, um, hopefully, some kind of fan fam- memorial to Leroy. Um, Jake, you a little bit of info on that, right? The the way I understand it is that the man of DMB is indeed planning something. For the fans, you know what that's going to be, when it's going to actually occur, you know, is probably still up in the. But there is something that they have planned, so it's just going to be a matter of when it's going to hit. Well, when um, you know, news first hit, uh, we were already talking amongst ourselves about possibly getting together on the night before Leroy's birthday in Charlottesville, which would have been uh, the sixth of September. Yes, and, you know, just having some kind of not a vigil, nothing like that. We wanted to keep the the um, the spirit up as much as possible. Um, maybe even do some kind of a listening party or or whatever, just some drinks and, and some friends talking. Um, we held off with word that the management was planning something, so um, that we haven't taken a more active role at the forefront of getting something like this together. We wanted to defer to the band and management, um, but. You know these these kind of things move slowly, of course, and uh, so that's that's why at uh, at their behest we kind of backed off on that and was kind of waiting to hear what's next. Yeah, well, something's going to happen. You know whether they do it or we do it or something. I know that fans, you know, everyone obviously is very touched by this, and we want to get together kind of as a community, and we'll come up with something. We'll make something worth everybody's while. I think absolutely, it, it, it should be nice. It, it'll be good to see everybody and you know pay pay respects to Roy. So. Um, speaking of, of Leroy, the next question I'm sure on everybody's mind is, what is the band's future's, future plans? Yeah, and apparently Dave uh, gave an interview in um, in South America, I guess in the Rolling Stone edition in South America in Spanish, so not the Brazilian people down there uh, speaking Portuguese. But regardless, um, Dave mentioned that um, album, when it is released, will indeed have tracks from Leroy. Um, the music has already been laid down in some parts, so it's not going to be that difficult to to put in Roy's parts, I imagine. Um, and Dave mentioned that the album will be out in quote early '09 unquote. Well, you know, but my early and his early might be two different earlies. It's it's. I mean, what do they say? 
if, if it's going to be out in early 09, let's say early, I mean, let's say early is the first three months. That would roughly be what I'm thinking. That means the album's done now. We know that's not the case. Correct. So, I mean, okay, push it to May. That means they have to be done by Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't that's, know. I mean, that's gonna, it's not going to happen. Ultimately, ultimately, we don't know everything that's going on. They could be whipping all kinds of stuff together, but they're going to South America, right? Correct. Uh, I just, I don't see it. I think, and I've got my own worries about the album at all, kind of thing, but let's say it's coming, I see it no earlier than the fall. Maybe late summer, but fall 09, if it doesn't slip to, you know, 2010, well, that sounds like a long ways off, but it's been what? Um, oh, three and a half years. Three and a half years since Stand Up. Yeah, and, and which which stand up was supposed to be done in two thousand four. Yes, and what was it? They said they wanted to get right back in there and do another album with Mike too, right yep. after stand up. So you're looking yeah, at not not so much delay, major delay. So uh, you know, and not that we're hammering on for it. I mean, they've got all the excuses out there, all the reasons for taking your time with it. And that's fine, um, but uh, I mean, we've seen it before with with some optimistic hopes for album release dates and i like to err on side of caution when it comes to being aggressive with a release date i'm i'm gonna call fall 09 as my guess i'm gonna i'm gonna be a little more optimistic i i think it's possible that it could be out by june of next year i think that they could do it it is potentially possible they can get the thing done get it out get it pressed and have it ready for june say you know for an 09 tour supporting the album i think that's possible they've got i think Personally, I think they have songs that they know they want to put on this album. I, I, you know, I still think Shotgun was soundchecked 295 times this year, so I still think Shotgun's in the running. But Jake, you know, let, let me stop you right there. When was it played though? The tour? I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it was played at one of the poorer shows early in the year. I can't remember. Maybe. Oh, geez, just it slips my mind. It wasn't the show you were at, was it? Your memory escaped me. <laughs> It certainly wasn't the, sh- the only show they played number 40 at and also played A Dream So Real. No, it couldn't have been that show. It couldn't have been, been the only show that they didn't play any stand songs or everyday songs. It might have been. No, not that show. No, and I no. might have been there. I've been there, so. <laughs> you're, not, you're not talking about the dreaded SPAC 2 again, are you? Listen, if I have to listen to every time we're getting a snowstorm and you're sitting down there sipping your pina colada, then I have to get this on you every once in a while, too, you know? It's been more mojito lately than pina colada, but yes, I understand your point. Ah, a classic man drink that has been woman-sized. I get looks when I order mojito now. You know what? There's nothing wrong with having mint in your bourbon or your gin, There's or, or rum for that matter. Mint is a manly drink. Yeah, I said it. I'm not ashamed to say it. That's well, fine. I mean, here's the thing. I order a mojito, and the you know, people look at me, and I said, wait a minute. Do you know when I first saw a mojito? It was – what? Was it Die Another Day, where Halle Berry was in the movie with James Bond? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bond is on the beach drinking a mojito. He orders a mojito. Now, if James Bond does something, it's manly. Bottom line. End of discussion. I agree. So, everyone put that in your hat and uh, keep that in mind next time we're out. You want to buy me a drink and I say mojito? I don't want to see looks. That's all. (laughs) Actually, you know what? We had mojitos down in uh, West Palm, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They made good ones, too, of course. They did. Was that guy's name? Mark was the bartender, yes. Yeah, he was a good guy. He uh, he took one of those eat, drink, and be merry uh, bracelets and wore all weekend. 
Yes, you did. I think we've officially gone on a big tangent now. Hey, tangents are what the podcasts are all about, right? (laughs) Exactly. But, I mean, speaking back on track with the band and future plans, um, are we all assuming that the show will go on? I think so. I mean... Could, I mean, is that even, you know, I think it crosses everybody's mind at the end of a tour, but I mean, of any year, isn't this more potential of saying, oh my God, what if the ultimate happens and the DMB is no more? Yeah. I, I mean, mean if, you need a re- if you need a reason. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. See 2008 for everything they've gone through. But, you know, some, sometimes, you know, things like this bring people together. Maybe that's the case. You know, none of us are, you know, insiders. You know, we're not hanging out with the band. We don't know what they have to go through. I mean, you know, I could, I can't even imagine what they've had to go through with this tragedy. But you don't know what it's going to be. And, and personally, you know, whatever they want to do, I'm fine with. Because yeah. they're the ones that have to do it. And, you know, I, sure, I'd love for them to keep playing forever and ever. But what do they have to do personally is what they have to live with. And that's what's most important, really. I mean, looking from 10,000 feet. Um, not familiar with the band at all, you hear what happens, and you're thinking, okay, that's it. Uh, then again, this band went out on, this, on the night that Roy passed and managed to pull off a good show. Um, I gained a whole new level of respect for him on that night, and now, I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not me. I wouldn't be able to do it, I'll tell you that. Um, they're, they're better men than I. So, you know, I think they're going to surprise us and come out strong. Um, but the question is, what to do with... Uh, with uh, stage left exactly i mean what what are they gonna do i mean you know his coffin come in you, you know rashawn i you know I, my praise for rashawn's through the roof i think he's absolutely phenomenal and the band is so happy and so lucky that they have him there but just musically speaking it's impossible for him to fill those right. roles he can't he can't make the sound the saxophone makes he can't do it it's correct it's, it's not any fault of his it's just the trumpet is not um well, I don't want to offend any trumpet players here. <laughs> it's, it's just not a saxophone. And the saxophone is in such an integral part. It'd be like taking Dave away from the band. You, you just, right. Yeah. Exactly. You don't, you're not going to fill in, you know, you're not going to fill in like a, you know, a keyboard part with triangle part. You know, there's, it's two different instruments. And, exactly. You know, exactly. I think good, I just made fun of Butch again, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I've already got the Butch backers bashing me, but that's. Well, speaking of guests, um, can I go out there on uh, the King of the World style, stand on the front of the ship and spread my arms out? I, uh, Tim Reynolds needs to be back in 2009. He needs, I said it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I mean, the, the fan community can really, they can influence things. We've, we've made a difference before. Songs played, stuff brought back. You know, the management knows. They hear, they see. I really would love to see this community make a push to get Tim back on a full-time basis in 2009. I realize he's got TR3. This is no disrespect to his side projects, solo projects, or, you know, his main stuff with TR3. Um, that's awesome, and that's what he's into. I just hope somehow, some way, he can be worked in to his plans in a major way in the coming year. Um, he added a level of rock and roll to this band, this tour, that, that this injected energy. I've never heard anything like it. I mean... He took songs that I was tired of hearing. Crush. I, oh, I've seen it. It's a good song, but I've seen it so many times. Tim and Jeff dueling on Crush. New song. I, I want to hear it every show if they're at it. Just, you might die trying. <laughs> okay, the stuff you hear on the album, the first half of the song live, boring. It's what they do live that's not even on the album. 
that makes that song, and it's incredible. And Tim just owns that. Rhyme and Reason, I mean, that kind of not. Uh, he needs to be there in 09. Even the song that you, you, you forget he was there on, Rapunzel, you forget the things he did to that version. You know, you hear the song for since it's been out, and you hear that little guitar riff in the middle of it, you're like, hey, wait, where'd that come from? I forgot all about that. Stat, you don't even realize that he's there adding something to it. That's the thing that got me. I mean, sure, Tim Tim's solos I thought were great. I Personally, I didn't think they were too heavy or anything like that. But he added things to little songs here and there around the way. That's the thing that impressed me the most. The, the guy is one of the greatest improvisational players out there. And he just adds little things here and there out of my hands. Out of my hands is you know, Dave on a piano playing chords that anybody could play. But Tim did a little guitar shoots in there that just kind of gave it a little bit when it picked up. Those are the things that impressed me the most that Tim did. The guy knows exactly how much to play at every single point. I mean, let's say you're grooving, you know, listening to Tim play, and you might, if you were playing that guitar, you might take off with it and go louder, go louder, louder, faster. He knows just how to play in every single situation. The guy doesn't make a mistake musically. <laughs> he knows exactly the layer, the, the level of pressure to put on every single note, and it just, he's a perfect compliment to the band. He understands Dave in and out. He feels the band. He's completely on that subconscious level, even after having it been, what, you know, 10 years since he toured with them. I mean, he's right there, day one. So, And I'd love to have him back next year. Amen. I, I, somehow, some way, he must be there in 2009. Spread the word. And uh, speaking of one of Tim's uh, songs that he shines on, you might die trying. We have a little uh, treat for you um, in this podcast. Uh, Live Track 13, which is the Bush Stadium show from this year. Um, we have You Might Die Trying from the show, show to play for you at the end of this podcast. Uh, pull notes on this. Um, Jake, who is who shines the brightest on this song? Leroy Moore Amen. on the saxophone. Amen. Phenomenal. Just, I mean, absolutely breathtaking. Yeah, I'll, he, be the, I'll he, be the first to admit it. I'm not a huge fan of the song. I can take it or leave it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't offend me. I don't mind it. I think it's I think it's good live. This performance of it is fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah, wait till Roy go off. You'll know exactly what we're talking about, and it will blow you away. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and about this, um, I haven't personally knocked out all the live tracks. As I just, you know... Um, when it's so readily available, sometimes you don't you don't you listen to it as close as you should. Jake is a little different; he listens to everything, and I envy him there. But the, this is one of the Thanks. best live mixes I've ever heard. You, you know, the last two I, we did a song that Jane likes from the last show, from the um, the '95 show, five seven ninety five. And when I heard that mix, I was like, "Wow, this is really a great old show," and they really mixed it great. I think this mix is even better. It is just top of the line. Absolutely phenomenal. Great, great mix done by the production staff. Yeah, they did a good job. So um, I think that's all we have for the show for now. Um, I want to – I'm going to do it. I'm not going to say more about it. Oh, boy. I'm not going to show any screenshots, nothing. But we are working on Ants version 3. So it's going to carry over um, some revamp to some areas of the site, a new design. Um, we're hoping to add some cool new features. So we're rocking that. Should be fun. Um, we don't have a timetable. Yep. We're working on it. Jake is working hard. Uh, putting in some details. 
Right yeah, there. we're we're we got we're gonna add a lot more stuff. People are gonna find uh, a lot more information out there on the site. A lot more. So I think everyone's gonna really like it. At the same time, it'll be a lot more attractively presented and easier to read. Um, we've had our current for I think four now. I mean, it's been a while, and I think it's really functional for how much content we do have on the site. But somebody said it. It's a new coat of paint. And uh, while we're painting, we might as well bring out our uh, our hammer and chisel and do some uh, some foundation work too. So that's what we're going for. Um, like putting a second level in, almost. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. How is Jake's mother-in-law? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope your mother-in-law is still alive. Uh, she's presently dead. Oh, so thanks for bringing that up. Shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. That's okay. That wound will never heal. But thanks for bringing it up. Oh, I'm sorry. Really. Are you pissed? Oh, I'm fumigating that. Really? That's okay. She would, she'd be laughing at it. She would find great humor in that. Uh, that really makes me feel a lot better. My face is red. I can feel it. <laughs> Nobody can even see me. But, um, Jake, unless you have anything else, I, I want to roll into uh, roll into this track. And, uh... No, I, I, let's roll into it. I think everyone's going to really like it. I think they're going to be, even if you're not a fan of the song, even if you hate the song with a passion, you're going to like this version. I assure you, or it will guarantee your money back. Guarantee it or your money from Jake. Yes. Yes. From Joe. From Joe. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks, Nin. Um Hit us up at podcast at ansmarching.org um, with any questions or comments or you know, stuff you'd like us to talk on the next episode. So uh, till then, enjoy this track from uh, Live Tracks 13 at Bush Day. Jake, when's that go on sale? Uh, soon. Oh. Johnny Immediately? soon? Immediately? Yeah, Johnny soon. All right. <laughs> All right. So check it out. Keep your eye on dmband.com. Um, the Music Today store they have, they'll be selling it through there. And uh, enjoy this recording. Great mix. Great Roy solo. You might die trying Live Tracks 13. See you guys next week. Or whenever you feel like it. Yeah, whenever. With one step, however small, first step is hardest of all. Once you get to your gate, you'll be walking tall. You said you never did, you might die trying. I try Cause you And if you close your eyes And because the house is on fire You think you couldn't move Unless the fire dies The things you never did <laughs> Cause you might die trying Cause you might die trying You'd be as good as dead Cause you might die trying Cause you might die trying
if you give, you begin to live. You begin, you act the world. If you give, you begin to live. You get the world, you get the world. If you give, you begin to live. But you might die trying. Try it. Yes, good.
Thanks again, everybody, very much for tonight. Here, we're in the first show, played ball with y'all. Triple play, motherfucker.